TGIW, my friends, TGIW, thank God it is Wednesday. We've got to be thankful, friends, for every single day that we are given. Lord knows, especially right now, like never before, we've got to remain positive. We've got to be thankful for everything that we have, and we've got to have trust and faith in not only God first, but our leadership and our amazing president, Donald J. Trump, that he is and will lead us through this pandemic. And then it's got to go down to the state level. I've got some videos to show you today. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? The difference between how some of these governors are reacting to this pandemic should tell you a lot about why we vote. And hopefully it'll expose the individuals that really just uh, nobody should be listened to. I, it makes me wonder how some of these individuals got into these positions of authority that they did governing states literally but we'll leave that up to you thank you all so much for choosing to watch me on facebook if you're watching on youtube thank you twitter thank you please retweet and to my uh, faithful band of uh, audience of uh, subscribers on my podcast this may be i don't know what's going on but this may be one of the main ways that everybody can stay uh, together with me and stay up to do up to date with my news and my one-on-one um, interviews that I got to do. I, I posted a clip of the interview with Roger Stone. Um, I interviewed Roger yesterday. I don't think it has anything to do whatsoever with Roger, but my website was taken down. Uh, it, it turns out it wasn't necessarily somebody hacked into my website, but that they sent a barrage of traffic that GoDaddy's deemed malicious uh, traffic to my website. It overran it. It put it into a security mode, a threat mode. And so GoDaddy shut it down. At least that is what they're telling me. Now, the interesting thing about all this, and thank you again to my subscribers. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Bot Podcast. You got to have that J in there. David J. Harris Jr. The interesting thing, friends, is that two weeks ago, I had my website shut down as well for not not even not this long. It was about 12 to 14 hours. And the only, the only explanation that GoDaddy could give me was that someone inside of GoDaddy manually shut my website off. They said that that normally only happens if somebody doesn't pay a bill or if there's fraud. They said, we see your account is up to date. You've never had any late payments and there's no fraudulent activity on your account. So we're not sure why this, this switch was flipped. Well, it was flipped, and now here we are less than two weeks later. My website is down again. So again, for all of you that uh, go to my news, either from my social media or directly to davidharrisjr.com, thank you so much for doing that. I'm told that I should have it back up within 24 hours. Let's hope and pray and believe that that takes place. Otherwise, there's something else definitely nefarious that is trying to uh, keep this brother from sharing the news and the truth that I do share. So thank you so much for your understanding and your patience and your prayers and your thoughts and encouragement uh, towards me during this time. It's definitely it's definitely not fun. I'll just put it that way. It's not fun, but it's part of what I've grown to deal with, just like with FB. I'm dealing with other garbage from them right now that's... Uh, I'll get off of that because, again, we got to be thankful. If you just need one reason to be thankful every day, you could just be thankful that Hillary is not your president. <laughs> that right there will put a smile on my face every single time, as well as the fact that Donald J. Trump is. All right, let's get into the news. Here's some of the clips. Uh, the president just got done speaking a little bit ago. 
Here's some of the news. You know, it was all the talk. It was all the questions. Everybody was bashing the president, talking about his response, talking about ventilators. It was all about ventilators. There's not enough ventilators. It was all this massive fear-mongering from the mainstream media telling us that people are going to die because there's no ventilators. Cuomo, we need 30,000 ventilators. That's not even going to be enough. Now they're donating them and giving them to other states. Uh, It's absolutely insane, but the fact that the president did get that issue tackled and did it very effectively, uh, the mainstream media doesn't give him any credit, and he he had this to say about that. If you added up the testing of every nation in the world, put them together, we've done substantially more than that. You people aren't satisfied. So let's say we had 350 million people in the United States, right? Let's say. And if we gave every one of those people a test 10 times, So we give 350 people a test 10 times. The fake news media would say, where's the 11th time? He didn't do his job. Trump didn't do his job. Because you have a lot of bad reporting out there. It's very sad. And it's so bad. That's not true. You're one of of the leaders of the bad reporting. No, but it's not true. (laughs) I love it when he puts them right in their place. He tells them exactly who they are, what he thinks of them. And if you're awake, if you're paying attention, then you understand that that is absolutely true. The mainstream media, they're the enemy of uh, us, the people. They're the enemy of this president. They'll do anything they can to try to make him look bad. It's absolutely disgusting and disturbing. Uh, Well, a lawsuit has been filed against China from uh, the attorney general, and I believe it's Mississippi. I think she said Missouri in this clip, but I think it's Mississippi. What I'm interested in and what I thought was very interesting is what the president had to say at the very end of this clip, suggesting that it's not going to be the final one. And again, he's privy to some information. He knows exactly what's going on behind the scenes. They're doing their own investigations, and China better be held liable. Attorney General in the state of Missouri filed a law law case against Against uh, China, China, um, accusing it of lying and covering up about the origin of the virus. Yep. Do you support that? And do you call well, I haven't seen the case. I know about the case. He filed a case against uh, China. I love Missouri, as you know. It's great. But I'm going to take a look at it. I actually know about it very much. I have to take a look at it. I have not seen the case in terms of reading it, but I will be doing that. Call for international investigation. Well, we're going to have to take a look. Oh, we're doing investigations. We're doing our own. But I do want to see and review that lawsuit. I'm sure that won't be the last one. Yeah. So I'm seeing some of your comments. I know she said Missouri. I believed it was Missouri. I also saw an article that Mississippi, maybe they're following suit. Maybe another suit is going to come out. But as the president said, it's not going to be the last one. I think there's a lot of state leaders that understand that this threat, this contagion that has been ravaging so much of the country that's caused our our leaders to shut us down, that's putting a lot of people. I've got a video to show you about a woman arrested for playing in a park with her kids Meanwhile, there's 20 or 30 other people around. I don't understand it, but China, we cannot forget, China is responsible for this. They lied. They said there was no human-to-human transmission. They said that they had it contained. They wouldn't let CDC come in and and actually survey what was going on. They kept us out. They lied about it. They're still lying about it. They're lying about their numbers continually. I know uh, one, uh, the World Health Organization is maybe trying to save their own behinds. They put out something that... uh, it was a it was a Chinese propagandist probably uh, uh, article, but they said that the worst is ahead. So if they're saying the worst is still ahead, why in the world are they trying to tell the rest of us that they've already got it contained? It, it absolutely doesn't make any sense. Yet uh, 
again, if you're listening to the mainstream media, the liberal biased media, not much of it makes too much sense whatsoever. Kind of like Joe Biden. Joe Biden just continues to step in it. He is about to get attacked. I'm going to show you how Stacey Abrams actually threatened. I call it a threat. You call it what you want. But uh, Joe Biden made it very clear that he was going to pick a female for vice president. And he's suggesting that she most likely will be a woman of color. He said something like that a month or so ago. Now he's tracking it back a little bit and saying, well, it's going to be a woman, but uh, we're not sure exactly what race Is this really where we're at? It's now all about gender and race. It is the MO of the Democrat Party. Where are you in naming that running mate? And will you commit that that person would be a woman of color? No, I'll commit that it'd be a woman uh, because I think it's very important that the... uh, that my administration look like look like the public, look like the nation. And uh, there will be, I committed, there will be a woman of color on the Supreme Court. Doesn't mean there won't be a vice president as well. In terms of who to pick, we've just beginning the process. I'm, we shortly be announcing the committee I've named to review this and to, and to begin to pre- look through the backgrounds of the various potential nominees. Some speculation about Michelle Obama as vice president. <laughs> if she said to you to be your running mate, would you ask her? Oh, I'd take her in a heartbeat. She's uh, she's brilliant. She she knows the way around. She is a really fine woman. Yeah, he'd take her in a heartbeat, all right, because he definitely thinks that that would secure the black vote from the Democrat Party. Well, he better take Michelle Obama or Stacey Abrams, because Stacey made it very clear to the huge audience of liberals of the View. It's it's funny to me when they're preaching to themselves racism. Is there really any other way to call it? It's it's sexism. It's it better be a woman, regardless of their qualifications, regardless of how uh, how well they should be able to or may be able to handle becoming the vice president of the United States. No, it, it doesn't matter if they're if they're a male that's qualified. It's got to be a woman, and it's not just got to be a woman. It's got to be a woman of color. Again, the Democrat Party is all about racism and sexism. But I believe Stacey Abrams made it really clear, throwing down a gauntlet, that if it ain't Michelle. It better be Stacey. Something that that is concerning to me, because Biden has committed to a woman as vice president, but has stopped short of committing to a woman of color. How important is it, do you think, for Biden to make that commitment? And do you think that not choosing a, a woman of color, a black woman, actually, is a slap in the face to the black female voters who are credited with really reviving his candidacy? I look, I think Vice President Biden is going to make a smart choice. And I appreciate the fact that he has lifted up women as being a necessary partner in this. I would share your concern about not picking a woman of color because women of color, particularly black women, are the strongest part of the Democratic Party, the most loyal. But that loyalty isn't simply how we vote, it's how we work. And if we want to signal that that work will continue, that we're going to reach not just to certain segments of our community, but to the entire country, then we need a ticket that reflects the diversity of America. I'm sorry if you're white and you're a Democrat. (laughs) Basically, the leading Democrats in your circles believe that you don't count. You've got your uh, ration covered with uh, old white man Joe Biden. 
Now you need to make up for the rest of the population of the Democrat Party and make sure that you're p- picking somebody that's not just a woman of color. How degrading is that to the to other people of colors? There's a lot of people of a lot of different colors in our country. But oh wait, no. If you're not black, then you're not the right pick either. Listen to how that racist sounds, that racism sounds from these liberals, these progressives, these individuals that have been caught voter fraud. Oh, Stacey Abrams said voter fraud is a myth. Yeah, it's a myth because you don't want anybody to look into it in your own district. You claimed that it was voter fraud as the reason why you lost, even though there's a whole lot of proof to suggest that you were trying to commit voter fraud to win your election. Well, you didn't. But that is the M.O. of the Democrat Party, friends. It's been the M.O. It's all about race. It's all about gender. And the interesting thing to me is now I'm going to look at some mayors. Uh, Actually, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to go back to the coronavirus for a minute because I really think that there is a lot that we are not being told. I don't know why this hasn't been more mainstream media news than it has been, but a study from the uh, University of uh, Southern California came out and actually shared that while them and the Department of Health, the Los Angeles Department of Health, are doing a study, they're doing a test, they're testing to see how many people actually have contracted the coronavirus and have been okay, they're looking for antibodies, the numbers that they've discovered, friends, are quite alarming in a good way, very quite alarming. This is actually coming from uh, uh, the Washington Times, so I don't think it's that completely left leaning, but check this out, USC antibody study shows coronavirus far more widespread, death rate much Lower friends, are you kidding me? Uh, an antibody study released Monday found that the novel coronavirus infect- infection rate in Los Angeles far exceeds the number of confirmed cases, meaning that the fatality rate is also much lower than previously thought. This is based again on that study from USC. The preliminary results of the search of the research conducted by USC and the LA Department of Health found that 4.1% of the county's adult population carried the COVID-19 antibody, about 28 to 55 times higher than the almost 8,000 confirmed cases reported earlier in April. Adjusting for the margin of error, the percentage of adults with antibodies ranged from 2.8 to 5.6%, which translates to between 221,000 and 442,000 adults. The country had 617 deaths. 617 deaths, even into just this 221,000, is a .002 mortality rate. Not the widespread panic and fear, ultimate pandemic, you know, our days are numbered, the, the life, life is over as we know it. And it was backed up by another study as well. A similar study released last week by Stanford University showed a similar phenomenon in Santa Clara County, finding that 2.8 to 4.2% of residents tested tested, uh, carrying antibody resistance to the virus. Friends, why isn't that all over mainstream media? I think that it's going to become... It, it should be. It better be. These studies, I think they're, they're just... They, they have to happen because they want to know how many people have the antibodies. So if this all starts to come out, if this all starts to come out, and I've seen some videos, and I bet you've seen some of the videos too. I watched one this morning where a doctor was in a hospital in a room full of ventilators talking about how they did not have any issues with ventilators, talking about how individuals that have any other pre-existing conditions, yet they have the COVID-19, that it tests positive for it, that the test actually could test positive if a person's gone through chemo or is battling cancer or other uh, other issues as well. But if they die, they're immediately given a COVID death certificate. They died of COVID. 
there's a whole lot of information that I really believe that makes makes me and leans me into believing more so that not only the fear-mongering from the left, from the mainstream media, the Democrats, but this entire virus itself was an absolute plot to destroy our country, to, to unseat Donald Trump as the, as the uh, president of the United States, to help him not get elected, to cause America to turn against him, because that is how... That is how close I truly believe that the deep state and so many of the deep state are from actually having their hands handed to them. They had to throw something else out. Again, it's my my perspective, my opinion, but I wanted to share a little bit, and, and I've got a lot more to back that up, but that's a little bit enough. That's enough for you to know what I'm thinking, but I really hope that these antibody tests start to really take place all across the country in massive numbers so that they can really begin to know exactly how many people have contracted COVID-19 and have uh, are totally fine. That'll completely skew the numbers and show that uh, it would just be an absolute, it would be a sigh of relief, but it would be just an absolute disaster to find out that we went through shutting our economy down and putting millions and millions of people out of work for nothing. I hope that, again, it'd be a good thing to find out because that means we could get the heck back to work sooner, but it'd be a horrible thing to find out in seeing how how we responded. And I don't hold the president against, uh, I, don't, I don't hold him responsible for that. He's listening to Fauci, he's listening to Burks, he's listening to the other individuals that are around there. Kind of like this mayor, this uh, mayor from Atlanta, uh, Keisha Bottoms, the mayor from Atlanta, she's saying, don't listen to your leaders, don't listen to me, don't listen to governors, don't even listen to the president. Listen to scientists. I've got something to say about that right after uh, uh, right after this mayor shares this. Continue to use your voice to advocate for your communities. And what I've said to pe- the people of Atlanta, don't listen to me. Don't listen to the governor. Don't listen to the president. Listen to the scientists. Listen to the public health professionals. Listen to the men and women who are going in our hospitals day in and day out. What are they saying? Their messaging is consistent, and it is, please stay home to help save lives. Well, the messaging has not been consistent, uh, Mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Bottoms. The messaging has definitely been all over the place. The messaging, even from the experts, was 1 to 2 million. Now it's maybe 100,000. Now it's not even 60,000. It continues to change. Oh, but if you want to listen to the Democrats, they say, don't listen to any leaders at all. Just listen to the scientists. Just listen to science. I've got a question. Today's Earth Day. We've had liberals and celebrities that are hugging trees and talking about Mother Earth and this and that. And and we've got individuals in politics talking about how we need to champion science. Where are all you at in this gender dysphoria conversation? Where are you at with how many genders there are? If you listen to science, there's only two. Isn't it incredible? How these liberals literally pick and choose what they want to help fit their narrative when it's all about what they want. When it's what they want, oh yeah, we're going to pick and choose and we're going to tell you this, that, and the other. But when it comes to everything else progressive that we just want to exploit, expand, and yeah, no. Science also says that that's a baby inside of a mother and it's not the mother's body. It's the baby's body. The baby has its own DNA. Science proves that. Science also proves that it's got fingers, toes, heartbeat, can feel pain inside the woman's body uh, as early as 10 weeks, a heartbeat at eight weeks. So where is all the science that you're wanting everybody to listen to when it comes to things that I believe truly matter, unborn babies, and uh, and the issue of, uh, of gender? 
It's funny that it, you only want it to fit your narrative. So I'll get off of that. Let's get over to this mayor. This mayor of Las, uh, the mayor of Las Vegas, excuse me, the governor of Las Vegas, she, uh, she actually has a little bit different take on, uh, well, no, she's the mayor of Las Vegas. I'm sorry. Mayor of Las Vegas, she has a different take on how the casinos should be operating. She's talking to Anderson Cooper, and I think that it's really interesting how Anderson tries to paint her in a corner. This woman knows her stuff. She was uh, a Democrat until 2009, and in 2009, she changed her party affiliation to Independent. I think it's brilliant what she had to say to Anderson. Urging hundreds of thousands of people to come to Las Vegas. Matt. I get the, the financial... losses people are suffering, which is awful. But you're encouraging, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people coming there in casinos, smoking, drinking, touching slot machines, breathing circulated air, and then returning home to states around America and countries around the world. Doesn't that sound like a virus Petri dish? I mean, how is that? No, what it sounds like you're being an alarmist. I'm not. I've lived a long life. I grew up in the heart of Manhattan. I know what it's like to be with subways and on buses and crammed into elevators. I think you are by saying what you have just said. So you don't believe there should be any social distancing? You don't believe that this is. Of course, I believe there should be. Of course. I'm a. How do you do that in a casino? That's up to them to figure out. I'm, I don't own a casino. I don't know anything wait about a minute, building Wait a minute, a wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You're the mayor of Las Vegas. And yes. you're calling, you want casinos to be open, even though you have no authority, thankfully, yes. over casinos. But yes. you, you say, open. oh, Anderson thought he had her. She's here. She's sharing that. Yes. Open the casinos up. Yes. Anderson, you just thought you had her right where you wanted her. You were just painting her into a corner to be able to say you don't care about your own people. I love her response. It shut Anderson up. I think it teaches him a thing or two, like most liberals that don't understand economics, that don't under, don't understand free market capitalism. She knew what she was talking about. But yes. you, you say open them up, but you have no responsibility about how that would be done no, no, safely. No, no, you're blurring. No, 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 you're blurring. You said it's I'm not, not your going job. There. It, I am not a private owner of a hotel. I wish I were. And I would have the cleanest hotel with six feet figured out for every human being comes so in there. If you can't figure out how to do this safely, why, as mayor of a city that you were responsible for the people's safety, are you calling for something that you have no plan for how it would be done safely? I am not a private owner. That's the competition in this country, the free, the free enterprise, and to be able to make sure that what you offer the public meets the needs of the public right now we're in a crisis health-wise and so for a restaurant to be open or a small uh, boutique to be open they better figure it out that's their job that's so not the mayor's you. job wow i don't think anderson knew what to say with that and really that should make sense to any american we don't need politicians trying to tell us how to operate I understand the social distancing. They lay out the guidelines. Then it leave it up to us, the people, the consumers, to know what businesses are practicing social distancing and be able to leave it up to the, the business owners to be able to implement what they feel is necessary to still abide by those guidelines. Interesting thought, right? So interesting that we've got two mayors there I just showed you, one of which says, 
Don't listen to anybody, even me. Only listen to scientists. Well, I talked about the uh, science report from the uh, University of Southern Cal- uh, Southern California that shared exactly more information that needs to come to light. And then you hear from a mayor that says, leave it up to the business owners and the patrons to make sure that they're following up the, the guidelines. Uh, it, it, the beautiful thing about what we have in this country, friends, is that we all get to vote. You better make sure that the individuals that you're putting in office are individuals that during this crisis put you first, put the business owners first, and didn't try to sway their their privilege, sway their uh, their powers, push their powers, and extend them to the point that happened in Idaho. This is absolutely a travesty. This woman was arrested while in a playground. There's 20 or 30 people at least around her, and apparently there was a whole group of Antifa individuals that were protesting across the street. They weren't practicing social distancing, yet the police, and God love the police, I absolutely love the police, I don't know why they would comply with these uh, with these rules that were set, place, set in place for them, for this woman, but I'm pretty sure that she's got a lawsuit on her hands over this. Okay, this is not... Officer, you don't want to do that. Officer, you don't... Am I being arrested or detained? Am I arrested or detained? Someone call Idaho Freedom Foundation right now and get them on the phone. Call now. I'm recording. Someone else call. Okay, can you call? Her, Her kid! Absolutely unbelievable. The rest of the video that actually shows the police from a different angle walking her all the way to their police car, putting her in the police car. There's a crowd of people around the police car, and yet the police just decided to make an example of just that woman. Apparently, she had kids there as well. What are they doing with the kids? They didn't even care to make sure that somebody was going to be able to watch her children while they put her in the police car for being in a park, practicing social distancing. We can't even go outside. It's insane. Meanwhile, Americans are literally, literally losing their their mind over the loss of their jobs, the loss of their income, the uncertainty about their future, whether or not their business is going to open up or not. To add to it, mayors, governors that are implementing draconian measures like this, friends, they are not our friends. And hopefully you and your states can do something about it. Well, it's always nice when we get to hear from somebody that we don't agree with very much. And if you listen to the mainstream media, there's nothing to praise President Trump over. Yet when you hear what this man had to say, as much as I don't like listening to most of what he has to say, I definitely appreciate him being truthful and honest and sharing exactly how this president has handled his needs for his state. I just got off the phone with President Trump less than an hour ago. We had a very specific conversation about not just the survey, but the need for swabs, a very pointed and honest conversation. Uh, The president uh, secured and gave me the confidence that we will receive just this week a minimum of 100,000 swabs. We will be provided 250,000 swabs next week, third week expect to see a substantial increase above 
the 250,000. Uh, that was a very good phone call. I want to thank the president not only for being available for a phone call at a moment's notice, uh, but being willing to directly commit to all of us in the state of California to a substantial increase in supply of these swabs. That will go a long way to give us all more confidence that we can meet uh, some of these testing goals. Well, thank you, Gavin, for sharing what so many of the liberal mainstream media won't share, that the president actually is doing a phenomenal job. He's helping you govern your state. He's helping you react and respond to the needs that you need in your state for your people. He's doing it for every state. He's doing it for every governor that's actually that actually knows what they need, has the numbers of what they what they have, what they don't have, and and the president's done an amazing job to help mitigate the response from uh, governors that just were not prepared. Nobody was prepared for this type of pandemic. And again, I hope that it comes out that we overreacted. It'll be a sad day and a happy, joyous day all at the same time. It'll mean we can open the economy right back up. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, I doubt that even if that information was to come out again, hopefully more studies like the University of Southern Southern California do come out um, and uh, we, we'll, we'll need to find out exactly what's happening. Hopefully that does happen. But if there's one thing I know for sure, this president and his administration got us and created the most booming economy that we've ever had the most jobs that we've ever seen before in this country, the lowest unemployment we've seen in certain spectrums ever, lowest black unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, lowest wage gap between black and white friends. It was this president and his administration while the House was sitting on their hands, literally and fighting Donald Trump every step of the way, trying to still, he's still even waiting for appointments to get in key positions to help us, the American people. Still, with all of those obstacles, the president was able to create the greatest economy this country's ever seen. And coming out of this pandemic, we need this president, we need his administration, we need to keep the Senate, and we need to get the House so we can just move forward. All steams ahead, all roads ahead. Move forward at lightning pace, at the pace that this president would truly like to take our country, yet it's Democrats that continually want to stifle it. The Democrats in Congress and the Democrats that are putting them there in the House, we need to stop it. We have the potential. You have the answer. We need to respond and allow this president to go full steam ahead in building the greatest economy this country's ever seen again. And I believe that he'll do it. God bless you. Hopefully my website's back up tomorrow and I can bring you more of my news. Please subscribe to my podcast, The David J. Harris Jr. Show. You'll enjoy it. I've done a lot of amazing one-on-one interviews, deep dives. My interview with Roger Stone will be up there soon in its entirety. You're going to want to hear what he had to say. Plus, uh, I I interviewed Isaiah Washington from Gray's Anatomy. Uh, That's up there. That's coming up this week as well. Constitutional law attorney Jenna Ellis works for the president, both uh, in government and privately as a as a lawyer, um, uh, David Benham from the Benham Brothers, I interviewed him, and lots of one-on-one interviews that are in there that you'll only get on my podcast. So please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. I know you'll love it. Great way to get my news. And then please leave a review. Give me five stars if you like it and share it with some friends. Spread the word. Help me build uh, an audience of people that like true, no-nonsense, non-biased news. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your night. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.